Good to see all of you today, and I uh, want to welcome you to Crossway, um, and I know we have some uh, new, newer friends as well. We want to welcome you to church today. I'd uh, love to just um, get to know you after service, so me or Pastor Jun, uh, if you would just come and uh, let us know. Oh, man, okay. Uh-huh. Well, is it working? I Yeah, okay. This is how I hear my own voice. It echoes, and there's uh, speakers, and so, um, yeah. Um, but um, well, so good to be here with you all. Um, we get to a text here where there is so much depth. The life of Abraham and Sarah are mentioned. The lives of Abraham and Sarah are mentioned. In view of their faith, and there is this little phrase went out not knowing where he was going. This is a very difficult thought. Think about that. To go out not knowing where you are going. It is a very unsettling thought. This is not, um, I don't think anyone has this as their life verse, right? I don't think there is someone that has it tattooed on the part of the body like, oh yeah, not going out not knowing where I'm going. I mean, this is a very difficult thought. Um, And yet we see here a picture of Christianity, a picture of our faith that says, God is not just here to make life easier for you, not to change your circumstances, to uh, make sure you have more things or get more or have more, but he might lead you to a place you do not know where you are going. What does that look like? And today we look at the, the passage here. It gives us the sacrifices Um, or the apparent sacrifices that Abraham and Sarah made. It looks like they made these sacrifices, and yet we see that God was behind it, and um, he was in the midst. So there's four sacrifices I wanted to share with us today. Um, And the world would look at all four of these as horrible things, difficult things. You want to avoid it at all costs, but yet God leads them into this process. And then I want to wrap up with two thoughts about this faith, what kind of faith that they have. All right, and so we, we see here, the first of four is uncertainty. He went out, uh, verse eight by, eight, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. That phrase there, not knowing, in the original language, is in the present tense. It means it's a, a continual state that he was in. He did not know for a long time. So it wasn't as if he got lost for a little bit. And maybe some of you have gotten lost for a little bit. But these days with our phones and apps and GPS and all of this, we don't get lost really. But maybe before that, you've gotten lost a little bit. But imagine being lost for a good chunk of your adult life. And so that's the picture we have here. Not knowing where he was going. And he would go and go and go and live and live and live. Um, And so he had this life of uncertainty. Today, in our day and age, I think this is the one thing we try our best to avoid is uncertainty. So we want to get somewhere, right? And we look up the directions. You look up traffic. You know what time you're supposed to get there, what time you should arrive. Um, And um, if you're like me, you do your best to try to beat the arrival time that Google has told you, right? And you beat it by a minute, and you're so proud. And you brag to your wife, and... She thinks you're kind of funny, right? And, um, and so we, we want things like that. 
Or you get invited to a party, you want to know exactly who is going to be there. Who is coming late? Who is going to be there before I decide? Or now, I mean, imagine just a few decades ago, we didn't have this uh, caller ID thing, right? You answer the phone blind. Can you imagine how terrifying that is if you think about it now? You just, this thing on the wall rings, you just, you don't know who it is and you answer it. And you have to now, you're committed to talking to this person, right? This is, this is kind of, you say, oh, that was horrible. Now we'd like to know who it is. Oh, gosh, you know, oh, bad reception. Didn't, couldn't get there, couldn't answer. Um, but this is the kind of life that Abraham was led to by God. And often we use the term, what is God's will for my life? I had a conversation with a young lady about, gosh, it was probably about eight, nine, ten years ago. And she was just finishing college and going to, um, or she had just finished law school and she had a career in law set up and she had gotten two offers. And one was in San Francisco and one was in New York. And I'm assuming they were both really good jobs and they were paying well and all of this. And so she uh, made an appointment to see me and she wanted my guidance on this. And she says, what is God's will for my life, New York or San Francisco? I said, well, you know, uh, God loves you and all, but he doesn't really care. You know, and I told her, he doesn't really care where you live. Like, it, it's, it doesn't really matter. He's not a, a Giants fan or 49ers fan, right? He's, he's a Rams fan this week, right? Um, but, you know, he's, he's not that. Um, uh, and uh, I remember she was kind of disappointed. And I said, well, what else do you want me to tell you? You know, I said, well, my mom wants maybe go here. They pay a little bit more, but this and that. And I said, well, those, you, of course you want to factor all that in. But really, you can't go to God and say, God, which way is going to make my life easier? Remember, when you were, we were growing up, for some of us, you had to choose your own adventure books. This is before the iPad, and you had to read the Choose Your Own Adventure. And you see, there's a cave on the left. There's a staircase on the right. Which way do you go? If you go to the cave, turn to page 29, and you turn there. You've just been killed by a bear, you know, so you, you say, I, no, I, I think, and then you go back, and I'll take the staircase to the right, and then, oh, you meet this, you know, princess there, and you're happily ever, whatever. And you say, well, I think I'll go that way. And sometimes we go to God, I think a lot of times we go to God, just seeking God, what's going to make life the easiest and best for me? Sometimes we pray to God, God, help me so things are just as I wish. And here, him going somewhere he did not know is very difficult. It is Dallas Willard in his book, Hearing God. He says, many people seek to hear God solely as a device for securing their own safety, comfort, and righteousness. It is uh, St. Augustine who said, Understanding is the reward of faith. Therefore, seek not to understand that you may believe, but believe that you may understand. So sometimes you say, God, um, spell it out for me. God, guarantee it for me. God, what's this? This is what I want. Can you be my co-pilot in this? And he says, no, you're going to go where you do not know. And you're going to go and you're going to continue. You know, I remember, um, and I think all of us have made these steps of faith along our lives. Um, when you get married, that's a step of faith. You're saying, you better keep your word, I'm going to try to keep my word. Uh, when you have a child, God willing, that's a step of faith. I remember when Sharon and I were 
I think we were engaged and um, we went to this place. They had like, it was kind of like uh, games. And one of the games that they had is they took a picture. Some, can you imagine? This was, you know, 20 some years ago. So the technology, but they would take a picture and they said, this is, if the two of you had a child, this is what it would look like. And they would print this out, right? And I was so excited. I was like, oh, like this is kind of cool. You know, one day, God willing, and then this big, it comes out, and you're like, oh, you know. Um, and then, um, so I wanted to check the validity of this machine, so we decided to have a child just to check the validity of this machine. Didn't look anything like the child. So we said, let's try it again. Maybe the second one doesn't look anything like that printout, right? Um, but we want to know things like that. And yet God is saying it's not where you're going, but who you're going with. He says, journey with me. And what God took Abraham on was not a journey to just fun and nice things, but it was a journey to build his character of faith. And, but this is difficult. He had to face uncertainty. All of us avoid this at all costs. The second thing that he had to face was being a sojourner, being someone who lived out of a tent. All of us desire a home, a place we could call home. All of us have, we want our hometown, or Irvine, or wherever it is. You say, this is home. We cheer for our home team, right? And we want home. But he had no home. He was taken out of his home, and then he became kind of a wanderer. He lived here, he lived there, and he kept going. It tells us in verse 9, this, By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents, with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. I mean, living in a foreign land is difficult in itself. This past summer when we went to Japan, uh, Kel and I, we have a funny story. Uh, we, We... we stayed in this little hotel during our mission trip, uh, and um, the two of us, uh, you know, were very bright and intelligent, but we couldn't figure out how to turn off the hallway light in our hotel room, right? And uh, we couldn't figure it out, so we thought, it must be a Japanese thing, because we were in Japan. Maybe it's a Japanese thing. They leave the light on so you don't sleep well or something. And um, so we lay on the bed, and this light is on our face. And um, so I remember I thought I was so brilliant, and the next morning at breakfast, I said, I figured something out. And you'll remember this, Kel. And Grace, uh, um, but I said, you know, if you take a hanger and you put it like a dark T-shirt that you have and you hang it right, right in front of it, it kind of blocks the light. And so I, we slept like that the next night. I said, did it work? It worked. It wasn't until I think it was the daughter, um, Hannah or Bethany, figured out there was a button next to the bed and you push it and it turns the light off, right? And you turn it on and off. And the next morning it's like, you don't need your shirt anymore in the hanger. What is it? There's a little button next to the bed. You push it, it turns off. Um, think of this. I mean, just living in a, a different land is difficult. Some of you like camping. I don't like camping that much, but some of you like it. And it's nice to be outdoor, but if you had to live like that, we could count all the inconveniences of what that would be like. And it says they lived in tents, this idea that they didn't have a permanent home. They didn't have a place they could say, I identify as home. Today, home is a place where you create memories. It's a place that's sentimental. It's a place, it doesn't matter where you go to travel and how much hundreds or thousands of dollars you have spent. The moment you are trying to get home, you can't wait to get home. Something about the place. 
It says in verse 14 that for people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. They're seeking a homeland. The word homeland in the original language is, is a compound word. It literally says father's land. You're seeking your father's land. So they take, God the father takes Abraham out of his father's land of Ur. And he says now there is a longing for home that is in your heavenly father's land. And they're moving in this way. And there's a longing to be home. A longing that our physical earthly homes here do not and cannot fulfill. An eternal home with our Heavenly Father that we want to go to. But this is what they faced. And thirdly, uh, this impacted their children. There are a lot of things in life uh, for the parents who are here. You say, I'll go through it, but I don't want my kids to have to go through it. So we, we, we try to shelter or block them or shield them from hardships. I'll deal with it. I don't want you to have to deal with this. And if it's something dangerous, say, back away. I'll go check it out, right? And um, you, know, you could stay inside. It says here in verse 9, they were living in, in the second part, living in tents with Isaac. The next generation of Jacob, heirs with him in the same promise. It impacted their children. And some of us, this is very unsettling. If God calls me, yeah, I'll go do it. If God's calling my kids to go through this? Can you imagine from Abraham and Sarah's perspective, their beloved, their extra special precious, precious child that God gave, you want them to go through this? You want the grandchildren to go through this? And uh, I want to encourage us and remind us, there is someone who loves our children more than we do. There is someone who has a plan that's better than whatever things that we are scrambling to do. All of us try to, uh, when, when we move and buy a house and settle it, uh, we look for is, is the school okay? Is the school Okay. And we, we, we will spend whatever we have to, to try to settle in somewhere. And this idea here that they went and they suffered together, it's one thing to suffer as themselves, but then they, their children went through this. But by faith, we have to understand God has a plan greater for the ones we love than we think, that they are heirs with him of the same promise. And so I hope that this would be an encouragement as well. And the fourth part, the fourth difficulty of this is this whole idea of they were unlikely candidates, right? And think about of all the things that God calls them. He says, I'm going to have you become a father of many, of a great nation. This guy, out of all people, is Sarah, Abraham, that juncture when they're called, they had none. And so I would imagine the, the difficulty, the doubts, um, the questioning, the questioning of God's wisdom. God, do you really know what you're doing? God, are you sure? And so it is in the midst of all of this somehow that it's in the midst of this where someone in our logic and from my perspective, and we would say, God, are, do you, are you really in control? Do you know what you're doing? And he says, yes, this is exactly a part of my plan. 
the uncertainty, the unlikely people, even the whole family being impacted, being sojourners, all of these things that are happening is all somehow part of God's plan. And if you have a faith that is given to you by God, and it doesn't have to be a great faith. Some of us already, this is Abraham we're talking about. My faith cannot uh, compare with Abraham. But you know, the, the father who approached Jesus when his son was really sick and having seizures, and he asked him to heal him in the Gospel of Mark. And he says, you know, and Jesus says, if you believe, he'll be healed. And he says, the response is, I believe. Now help my unbelief. And this is this, I think, the, the tension that we all have. God, I believe you, but I don't believe you enough. I can't rest on my faith, but that's fine. It's through our faith God works. So whatever faith we have, he works through it, and he says, I am going to now walk with you. I am going to now guide you, and I'm going to use you. It's not the size of your faith. It's not that you are a daredevil and you're trying things. You say, boy, my faith is big. It's God using the faith we have in him and he reaches out to us in that way. And we see this twofold description of this faith that uh, Abraham and Sarah possess that we could have as well. Number one is that they were always looking forward, that God had something greater. And I love that. Verse 10, it says, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. He was looking forward to something greater. Some of you are going through trials. I'm sure in a group this size, there's a lot of us. Some of you, the last couple years have been going through trials. Sickness and finances and job and uncertainty and so on. When you're going through it, you don't see it. But as time has gone by, and in hindsight... You look back and you say, God was there. God's hand was there. And that is so important to know. It says he was looking forward. Who's designer for a city whose foundation was designer and builder is God. It's interesting, right? He wasn't looking forward to just settling down. He wasn't just looking forward to the earthly land. But he was looking forward to something greater. Who's a city whose designer and builder is God. That's interesting. God is described of this city, our new home that we'll be going to, as the designer and builder. This means that um, he did the beginning part, the planning, and he built it. Right? This is what it's saying. He's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. He designed it, and then he built it. And he says, this is going to be the perfect place, and you get to go. And this is really a picture of that God has something greater. And whatever you are going through, he is there with you, and there's something bigger and greater, ultimately. I remember um, when Carissa was three, and we were pregnant, and actually we went to Hawaii on vacation. I was so excited to spend the week there, and Got this little condo by the beach. Um, and it was, uh, they had a little pool within, but they had this Pacific Ocean, right? I mean, and so I remember trying to take her onto the beach. Chris, at that time, you know, age three is a very cute age, right? 
um, but at times they're stubborn. They're stubborn from their ignorance, right? And, um, you know, that's what three-year-olds go through. They're ignorant, but they're stubborn, and you're trying to fight that, and, um, and you lose as parents. And, um, and I said, let's go to the beach. Nice. No. You know, it's the beach. This is the Pacific Ocean. Like, it's beautiful. Look at the little waves. Look at the sand. We could build sand. Come on, let's go, let's go. No, right? And um, I said, well, we just flew, and I paid for a plane ticket for you to come to play on the beach. Let's go to the beach. No. And, you know, so we spent all five days in this little pool. In the, you know, in the, and the pool was, was about half the size of the pool we had in our association. So it was smaller. And she's like, this pool. I was like, no, there's the beach. God created the beach. Let's go to the beach. No, pool. So here we are in the pool with a bunch of other three-year-olds. God, you know, knowing, only God knowing what they are doing in the pool, but we're all in there um, hoping that those diapers work that they're wearing, right? But sometimes we, we say, well, I don't see it. I've never been there. I don't know it. Since I don't know it, God, you must not know what you're doing. And we uh, equate our faith uh, to the amount that we know. Think of how foolish that is. What are the times that we go to God like a three-year-old and say, no, I, I'm not going there. I've never been there, but I, I, in my own thoughts, I don't know enough about it, so I'm not going. Oh, our Father in heaven says, no, there is something greater. Just endure it well with him. There's something greater that is to come. And uh, you, it says in verse 16, but as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. They desire something. So learn to desire something that is greater in the future as you do this. The second thing is rest, put your faith in the characteristics of God, not just the circumstances of your life. Many people come and they say, how can God do this? Or how can I trust in God when my life is turning out this way? We put our faith uh, in the character of God. It tells us in verse 11, by faith Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful with promise. She considered him faithful. It is R.C. Sproul who said this, it is one thing to believe in God. It is quite another to believe God. It's one thing to say, I believe in God, but it's quite another thing to say, I believe God. And our call is to believe him. Sarah believed him. Abraham believed him. This is the faith that was given to them. Just like that man in Mark chapter 9 that I mentioned. And maybe we are here and say, God, I believe, but God help my unbelief. It is in our faith and even the lack thereof that the gospel comes and says it's not what you can produce, it's what God has given to you. And so we go to him in this way. And this goes against the popular thought of the day, the wisdom we seek out for the day. How can I have control of my life? How can I have a home that's nice? How can I protect this? And how can I now know the future? And all these things we want to get a grasp of no, it goes opposite of that. How can I follow God? God, help me to know you know better. Help me to trust 
in the one who is more trustworthy than anyone else. And so we go. We take a step. Close with this quote by F.F. Bruce. He says in his commentary, he says, Faith and obedience are inseparable in one's relation to God. May your faith prompt you to take a step to listen and to go in this way. I want to encourage us with that thought. And if you would bow your heads with me. Uh, dear God, we come to you um, with, uh, Lord, uh, circumstances that are very similar to Abraham and Sarah. And you call us to take the step into the next part. God, we, we try our best with technology and whatever we can to avoid uncertainty and anything uncomfortable, anything out of our hands. But God, you guide us in this way. Going with you, God, is all that we need. So God, we want to go in this way. Help our unbelief, God. At times we doubt and we question and we gauge uh, your voice to our knowledge to discern what is right or wrong. God, help us in our unbelief. Give us a faith uh, that will trust you, that leads us in ways that we don't know, God. So would you guide us in that way? Being with you is success. Walking with you is success in life. Our children walking with you is what's most important, God. So we trust in you in this way. We thank you, God. Um, for guiding us when we often doubt and we question and we laugh like Sarah does. We trust you and we are grateful for the grace you show us in Christ. We pray in his name. Amen.